Welcome to the Hey Babe podcast. I'm Mary. And I'm Caitlin. And we're here just chatting about all the things near and dear to our hearts. So grab your favorite beverage because we're going to go deep and have some fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, join us. Hey babes, we have so much to talk about this week. God. Um, we were just sitting here chatting about all the things we want to discuss, and I just hope we have enough time. I know, seriously. There's always so many things to chat There's about. There's always so many things, but I feel like for some reason, um, I know it sounds kind of cliche to say there's been like so much TV, but there's been so much TV going on that I have like strong feelings about. Yeah. You have a book you want to talk about. I have a book I want to talk about. And a big article. A big article and a big topic right now. Yes. Let's start with that. I think we need to start with it. Okay. Because so it's big. An article, um, I shared it with Mary earlier this week. It came out in New York Times. Um, it was a feature about essentially like um, how mothers are carrying so much of the weight of the pandemic of around like keeping the household going, keeping kids in school, um, like distance learning school, jobs, like holding like down. Yeah. And they're like, wait, they're working from home too. So uh, basically the whole article was that, um, dads are shouldering way less of the responsibility during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. every mom in the world right now is like, no shit. <laughs> Um, like not even funny funny like yeah yeah but it's been but the the article is actually really well done what it did was it followed um maybe we can link to it we're gonna we'll link it on our website yeah um it followed three or four different moms throughout the u.s who had like different unique situations like one had a child with special needs one had like multiple children um, they all were working moms mm-hmm. and it was, so the whole article is about how hard this is specifically on working moms mm-hmm. and how they're just not getting what they need. And it's like nearly impossible. Yeah. And, and you're the, like oh, the mental health, right? So the mental health side of it and how yeah. these moms are just struggling, but also hold, like doing such a great job holding yeah. it all together. Isn't it true? I feel like this is this was always true before this, but then obviously the pandemic goes to like another level. Yeah. Of feeling like I'm always kind of on the brink of just like melting down. Yes. And then having those moments where I'm like, and they, these are more fleeting, but those those quick moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally killing it this morning. I'm killing it, right. And yeah. then like the rest of the day happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you Thank know? God for those and moments. you're like how am I going to make it through this? Or how am I not going to completely lose it? Lose my shit. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that um, when it comes to the the pandemic, it's I've been calling it this lately. It's like the great pressure cooker, right, of all of our stuff. So anything that already existed in our our own self or in our relationships or any, like, shitty dynamic in our life or Mm -hmm. just, like, cultural – like disparity or mm-hmm. so, I should say societal disparity is like being just put in a pressure cooker right now yeah. and it's overflowing and we can't avoid it because we're not able to like distract ourselves with the same things we had before. The systems that are in place that like kind of kept all this stuff going aren't there anymore. Yeah. They talked about in that wonderful article that you yeah. sent me. So everybody should definitely go check it out. But like they were talking about how, because you can't even get away for like a quote unquote like mom's night out. Yeah. Right now, you don't even have that release, that that reset, that moment fun. to yes, like the fun right? that makes it all kind of like you know quote unquote worth it. Like you're like oh I feel all reset now. I can go back to right. my family and yeah. kind of 
do it all again. Yeah, and I and I think I guess it's about fun, but it maybe even more about like connection, right? Totally. Like we always say that, and that's why we started this podcast and why we wanted to start like this kind of group for women is to be able to like. There's something that happens when you go out, even just for one night out or one glass of wine or one cup of coffee, where you just instantly feel like, oh yeah, she gets it, or yep. oh, or too. Yeah, she's going through the same thing. That yeah. makes me feel like my life isn't it's a just complete validating. Great. Yes. Yeah. And as as close as we might be with our partner or whatever, like you just don't get that same thing. Well, there. you're we're getting the same. Unfortunately, we're getting the same kind of um, feedback. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the whole like the partner issues too. Like any issues that we had pre-pandemic yeah. with your partner. Talk about pressure amplification. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure cooker. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked about this like way back in our marriage thing where like, you know, I was like joking, I mean, kind of that about Chad leaving the toothpaste cap oh, off. Oh, yeah. The toothpaste. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and how much that like annoyed me. And then it's like freaking skip ahead to... A year later. No, a year you know, later. Like, yeah. Almost a year later yeah. of that. Well, really eight years of our marriage. But like that, you know, I'm home all the time now. Yeah. Because that's my life with yeah. the kids and the pandemic and the... Yeah. And now it's like and having to have close your business, like and yes, yeah, like all no of the outlet. There's no outlet yeah. for me, and so like now the toothpaste cap, which is also like the close the cabinet door or pick your hat up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, maybe that's just my husband's issue. <laughs> I love that Tony leaves his hats on the ground. By the way, that's like so. That's so. They um, just come off wherever he sits down. <laughs> it's just wherever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, even in this moment, just chatting about it, it makes me feel less of the pressure yeah. because I know that you're experiencing those same things. Laugh about it. Yeah, and you're like, I have, I have to laugh about yeah. it because otherwise I'll go crazy. I'll go crazy, and it's sort of like it's not even about. We come back to it's not about the toothpaste cap. It's not about the hat. Yeah, it's um, actually goes back, I think, to that. So that one New York Times article was talking about just working moms and the and the role, how hard it is to manage all the things. There was actually another recent article that I just got sent today in Time Magazine online mm-hmm. that was talking about um, specifically the um, disparity in what they call it, disparity in equity of household chores. Mm. Like why? It's 2021. Why mm-hmm. are the women still doing? And many of these women that they were talking about, they're going to make just as much as their husband, if not more. So they're not even, the husbands aren't even the breadwinners anymore, the main breadwinners. Why are women doing more at home? I do think there's some, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, like biological yeah. stuff that like probably feminists want to jump down my throat right now. Yeah. Is that what I mean? I'm sure. Jump, yeah. But jump, jump, whatever you want. No say. need. Just bring but it somewhere like, else, ladies. I actually yeah. think that this is, yeah, no, this actually is feminism is to recognize like the power yes. we have as women. And yes. there's a biological tie to our children that make us want to be able to do a lot of the things. Absolutely. That doesn't mean though that these men don't need to step it up when yeah. it comes to, and we're not talking about our particular husbands. I'm yeah. talking about men in general. Yeah. Yes. Yes. These dads that are like, I'm sorry, I'm in a meeting. It's like, okay, but your wife is in a zoom meeting too. Yeah. And so why is it okay if the kids walk in when she's in a meeting, mm-hmm. but not when you are. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I tell, gosh, I tell Chad all, all the time that like, I would, I would trade just, his drive to and from work. Like, I just want that in the mornings. Like that, which by the way is like all of maybe six minutes or something. But like, I just want like that in itself would, 
probably start my day off a little bit better. Yeah. You know that like moment, I remember it because I used to have it, yeah. that like moment where you get in the car and you just like have a minute to yourself. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to and then your and day you starts when you walk in the office. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I, you know, my day starts early and then it's right away waking kids up and getting fed and getting on Zoom school and then totally. having to manage everything else in our life because that's just how and it you're goes. you're managing a move and all, and all the things. Yeah. 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 I have that moment right now a few days a week of getting in the car and driving to the office. Yeah. And I'm I jealous know, of you, but I, I love that you have it. it. Yeah. And I think I can, I know those two distinct feelings of yes. not having it and then having it. Yes. Yeah. It was cute. Actually, Caitlin just asked me earlier today if I wanted to go over to her house after we've recorded the podcast <laughs> because we've been talking all week about getting our girls together to decorate um, some Valentine's Day cookies. And I was like, this is the only day I won't do it because Wednesdays are my one afternoon it's our- that I, I like set aside for the podcast. Sometimes most of the time we can like go grab a glass of wine yep. afterwards. Like I'm not involving children in my evening and not because I don't love them. Because, like, this is my time. I this love is my that. time. And, and that was a moment where when you texted me that, I was, like, so glad you did. Because I was, like, oh, we're in kind of opposites right now mm-hmm. where here I am feeling You were trying to find time to do to, the girls' to stuff. Yeah, time with the girls. Because, and I don't, I'm, that's even, that's ridiculous. Because yep. I only have three big client days a week. I'm with them a lot. But yeah, you are. sometimes I get guilty. So I'm like, oh, we'll do like decorating with the girls. And then you're like, well, I need some space. I'm with my kids seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like, oh, yeah, yeah. That was like such a good sort of reminder for me, too, that like it's okay to like they'll be fine. Yeah, right? totally. Um, it was good for me to even like my normal self would be like, you know what, whatever. I'll let it go for the day and go do decorating with Reese. Yeah. Because I know she would love it and we would have fun, I'm yeah. sure. But the point is I, I know that I need to set aside consistent time for myself that's what it looks like to show up for yourself totally like I am so proud of myself when I show up for myself because then I know that I can go home and be a better person mom wife the whole nine yards totally and I'm so glad you know you can do that with me yeah (laughs) (laughs) you never have to like most of the time those things I'm like oh that that's so good that's that is really truly like modeling to show up for yourself so the next time like you ask me to do something with the kids and I'm just like no I'm like what it gives me permission totally but basically to be like no let's just have some adult time or yeah 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 Yeah. ladies challenge yourself this week yeah to find some time to say no to more or to say or or to just say (laughs) yes to more you time honestly like even if you're it can't get out of your house with the kids yeah like maybe that means like taking a longer hot shower and doing your hair or maybe it means like Going and stepping into the room and reading a book for a little bit. Let somebody else take control for a second and, yeah. and find and yourself really some time. Let them because this is yeah. what I find too. I know I've been there too myself, but I find so often with the women I work with and then like a lot of our friends, it's like, well, he just doesn't do it the way I do or as good as I do. Or and yeah, that's like, hard well, for then me you too. Can't you? Yeah, and it's hard, but you can't have it both ways. Nope. So, so that's why, like, so for me, because I feel that way. Yeah, I have to leave the house because if I don't. Then I'm just like I can hear what they're doing, and I'm like, no, 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 do it this way. Especially and I and I'm parenting, like parenting yes. stuff really triggers me. If like, I and I mean specifically like if he responds to them in a way that I think is not like yeah, totally the the, right the way, best way. Which yeah, is so lame I know because it's ridiculous, I but I do all say the time in in ways that aren't the best way. I but know. You're right. Leaving the house, leave the house, even the just go for a drive or, or drive. go park somewhere and read your book. Just get out. And away from the situation I to, re- to drive to the coast one of these days. I yeah. just don't like we're so close. 
And why do I never do that? I don't know. I know. I used to do that all the time when I was like pre-kids or something, yeah. you know? Just, yeah. Yeah. Pre-marriage, pre-kids, everything was different. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Funny story. Um, Jack pulled out from under our bed. Um, so, don't worry. It's nothing. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, before Tony and I had kids, I mean, maybe even just like a year into us dating for Valentine's Day, I made him this like memory box with oh. all of our like most fun memories from the past year. And um, it was all these pictures of like, I had dark hair, dark oh brown my gosh. hair. And of us like, we were like, one of them were like making out on New Year's Eve. One of them, we were in yeah. Yosemite. One of them, we were like in Vegas. And me, and so the kids were looking at me like, oh, like, oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, we were so cute back then. <laughs> totally. What happened? Totally. I love. And Mia's like, mom, you look so young. I'm like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I know Reese, Reese has like gotten into, loves seeing old pictures of us now too. And or like the other day, you know, it just reminds you how like little, how, how infrequently you're so affectionate with your like partner, even yeah. though you were so much before. I know. And Reese said the other day, like she came in and Chad was like giving me a hug just for like, he was just like trying to be sweet yeah. and gave me a hug. And she was like, are you two hugging again? That's <laughs> and it was like, so funny. oh God, the fact that you think that that's maybe abnormal I know. is like, this is like. Okay. Well, that's so funny because I had the similar moment of when Mia pointed at a picture of me and Tony kissing, like passionately kissing. Yeah, yeah. Like I had, I had like my hands on his face. It wasn't like gross. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever. Was, we were just loving each other. Yeah. And um, she was like, like started giggling and like kind of like, ooh, like and kind of got embarrassed. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that. I want you to be able to see that and be the like, fact yeah, that that's my mom and dad. That's totally. What they do. And I totally. I and I like I would rather be not inappropriately affectionate but like oh forget scratch what I just said I would rather be overly affectionate and yep. my kids so that they know that that's okay than just like being concerned they're going to be grossed out yeah yeah let them be grossed out gross your kids out with a big hug yeah. or kiss yeah <laughs> like whatever yeah I'm totally with you yeah. um okay can we talk about some shows this week yes tell me what because you know I don't know if anybody knows but I'm just stuck at home all the time <laughs> packing well, and yeah <laughs> um okay one show I really want to talk about is called is this new Netflix show called Firefly Lane right okay so did you watch any of it yet yes I watched episode one and I'm starting on episode two right now okay so I got my issue is playing it too late at night and I fall yeah okay I know same although I, I started it two nights ago or something I don't even know I'm in I'm at episode four why are you liking it? I I have some questions. Well, um, because I like I think I like the actresses, and so I'm really intrigued by it. But episode one, remember, is pretty like slow, like nothing. What I can't even remember what happened. It's in episode sort of like one. the introduction to their characters, how they grew up, how they met each other. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we get to know that she's famous, right, yep. and the other one's not, and that yep. she's recently been divorced or something like that. Okay, that's kind of where I'm at. So I think I don't know if I like it. If I'm just more intrigued by it, it's pretty dark what we've seen so far of like, yep. her of her history. Yeah, and so I'm always intrigued by like. Okay, so I'm. I know. So I'm definitely. I'm no. I'm same. I'm definitely intrigued by it, but I'm bothered by it. So it's a story. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a story of these two girlfriends who meet because they became neighbors at a fairly young age. Right. I mean, before preteen, like ten. Yeah, they were. It was definitely before they were teenagers, but not like from birth. Yeah. Um and. 
Their names are Tully and Kate, which are actually pretty cute. Tully, or how do you say it? I think you say it Tully because her name, I yeah. think her name's Tallulah, yeah, and they call her cute. Tully. Yeah. Um, but Tully has a very traumatic childhood. Mm-hmm. Her mother mm-hmm. was in and out of her life, and then... Like a druggie, yep. right? Yep. And um, this is, they were raised, they grew up in the 70s. And so the, she, her mother was like super like, you know, make love, not war. And right. That whole, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Like um, a full on hippie van. Yeah. But okay, so this is where I'm just like, okay, so Kate, meanwhile, is kind of raised in this like really stable, um, normal home. Not much. I mean, like, her, I think her mom just like was home kind of like making right. dinner every day and, um. So, and she's kind of maybe consistent. a little bit nerdy, yeah. very consistent. She's a bookish one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but they become their neighbor, like literally next door neighbors. And so they kind of get thrown together. Mm-hmm. And listen, Tully needs Kate. But Kate does not need Tully. And it's really oh, I see bothering me. Keep keep going. And I'll okay, you. so I know Tully like can kind of maybe bring Kate out of her shell a little bit. But Tully is not a good friend to Kate. You okay. need to get a few more episodes in. Okay. She's not a good... She's she, Because of her traumatic childhood, so I'm not faulting her for right. it, she was traumatized and right. she makes really poor choices mm-hmm. in her adult life. Yeah. Even in her even in her teen, 20s... And I saw 20s. some popping going on in the first session. I mean, the first... Not session, sorry. The first... Didn't, did I see that? Did she go in the bathroom at one point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Yeah. But, like, I think she... she like through her, um, through some other scenes, like she, when Kate would like ha- have an int- love interest, Tully would be like, "Oh, you totally should go for him. He's so great." And then Tully would go out to the dance floor with a guy and right. like be dancing inappropriately with him. You know, right, it's like right, right. that's not how girlfriends are, Kate. Mm, yeah, I know. So let me tell you that. So I agree. Yes, in like she doesn't need her. She's she's a crappy friend to her, but. But it's a common, it's a common dynamic. It's a very common dynamic, but because she was made, because she was different or because, and they show her like, kind of like, remember she got like the spitball spit at her on the bus. Yeah. So she was made fun of and left out and she seemed pretty comfortable in her own skin, but just never quite fit in. And then you meet a big personality, a big characteristic person. A lot of times you'll be drawn to that. And feel like maybe you need to like be the one to provide them with stability and fix them. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get mistreated because of that. Or mm-hmm. you put up with more than you would You put up with more than you would have. Because they bring some sort of energy or light into your life that you didn't have. I'm not saying that's a good thing, right? But I, yeah, do, yeah. I can see the pull towards it. Yeah. And then the like, the uh, almost like the difficulty like getting out of that. Yeah. This was like the same thing. I, I think I was the only person on the planet that hated the movie A Star is Born. Oh, you did. And I, I know. Hated I it, that movie. Well, because to me, Bradley Cooper was just a drunk. I get that he was, I get that he was a superstar, but he never showed her any other, anything else than he was just like drunk and kind of thought she was hot. Right. Like, where was like the emotional support and the positive energy and the faithfulness and the like stability where is all that stuff yeah but some people like the excitement and all that I can't I can't and then also I think you have to remember as you're looking at it from a very like um values like why would you put up with that shit right like why would you like you're not getting anything from that person or that's not a reciprocal that's a very healthy point of view (laughs) but like let's promote more of that though than like like, in reality yeah not everybody 
is able to stand in that. Now, I will say I'm intrigued. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't turn it off. Like I was it was bothering me that Kate was kind of letting these things fly and she was just letting Tully do some of these things to her. There's and there's more you'll see yeah, is I'm I keep on yeah. And and even just like bad decisions Tully made it's with like Kate's that daughter best and friend in high school that I mean I didn't have this, but I you see this dynamic that like that best friend in high school that like is like bossing all the girls around or like doing things that like yes it's it has that feel like so what I got what the feeling I got though is that totally didn't have a lot of girlfriends because she was that girl she Mm -hmm. was kind of like she was super um she was tall and skinny and attractive in those formative years so the boys were very drawn to her and I think they were so drawn to her that the girls were then not drawn to her Mm -hmm. and I don't think she really knew how to be a girlfriend because unfortunately she had a really sad situation with her mother as an example it all goes it all goes back Mm -hmm. to that and we know that but it it's still just like I can't look away because I think that they did I think that whoever is doing the show, I mean, I know Netflix, but whoever is like creating the characters yeah. did such a good job of emulating that, that girl that has a hard time being friends with other girls. Yeah. But then somebody kind of gloms onto and, you it's know, I mean, even like what was that? Insecure attachment. Kinda, yes. Like yeah. what was that kind of funny, silly movie with Kate Hudson a couple or oh, years ago? Um, um Something borrowed. Yes, something borrowed. Oh, that's a similar dynamic. Very similar yeah. dynamic where yeah. Kate Hudson had this very big, strong personality mm-hmm. in her. She would just kind of walked all over her girlfriend, mm-hmm. and her girlfriend just still kept coming back for more. Or the one in, with Kate Hudson too, where they both get married at the same place. Oh yes, with this. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that's a similar dynamic too. Yes. Why is Kate Hudson always <laughs> such a rude? She, she plays a really good like. <laughs> she plays that character really good. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, you might need to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I think that I think it's good because food for it, thought. Because it's not outright evil. I think it. Looks, no. That's why it looks like. That's why I think with thinking of Kate Hudson, she always like there's something very attractive about that person that pulls people in, and then the way they do things, they can try and like justify them. Like they're kind of subtle. Yeah. And to us, we're like, that's not freaking subtle. But to the person who's on the other end of the relationship, there's always some way they can justify it. Yeah, and like in this um, Firefly Lane, um, Tully really does need Kate. She's, you know, Kate provides so much stability and love and normalcy in Tully's life. And so I'm so glad because Tully had such a crappy upbringing. I'm so glad that she has Kate. But then I'm like, Poor Kate. What is Kate? What does Kate get? From what her? is Kate getting from yeah, now? We'll and have I, to find out. Yeah. So one. there. Yeah. I mean, and there is obviously some stuff that she gets, but I feel like, I feel like as an adult, she's not. Um, she's not getting good things. Yeah, and Kate's not really doing anything good for herself. No, because she doesn't have a, a strong friend to encourage her to do all the good things. Yeah. You know. So anyway. Yeah. Come on, Kate and Tully. Let's <laughs> let's step it up. <laughs> of course, I'm going to keep watching it though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Do um. I don't feel like there's that many good female friendship shows on. And no. that's why I'm like, I'm really drawn to it because I'm like, I want to watch like, I mean, not like, like Sex in the City. Did you hear that's coming back? Yes. Oh my God. But and Kim Cattrall is not different. doing it. I know because they had a, yeah, a they, fall, she, her right? and Sarah Jessica Parker really ugh, yeah. butted heads. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Who do you think I am of those characters? Who do I think you are? Am I definitely not a Miranda? We know that. Um, Good Don't lord! Worry, well, I think you, you have. Spot. <laughs> I think you have so many aspects, though, of each of those characters. You know, like 
I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't say you're Miranda, but you're also like very um, and not the other one intelligent and can look at a situation and understand what's going on. Miranda's the only one in that whole group that can do that. Oh, thanks. You know, like, <laughs> but Charlotte's also like kind of sweet and maybe almost naive and super trusting. Yeah. Very you. Yeah, yeah. Um, not perfect, but she's also like perfect, like perfectionistic, and I'm not like that. No, but I mean, I think yeah. that you can. I think that you're drawn to that style, yeah. but you don't have you don't feel like yeah. you need to do that. Yeah. Um, you're certainly no Samantha, but that's a good thing. <laughs> I know, but like I've Samantha no. for all the things that are good about Samantha, like she definitely don't resonate. With like Samantha. I would say, like the good things about her, you know, she's super driven. She's yeah. pretty cutthroat, but in yeah. a good way. Like she, like girl, does not take no. Yeah, and she's for an like answer, very sexually free, very sexually and free. Like, um, I'm still. I think everybody always wants to be Carrie, but I don't know if ever if anybody even really knows why they want to be. I mean, Carrie um, was the lead character. Don't you think? It, yeah, but like what? Because she's like the skinny one with all the great outfits. No. Like she was actually this, you know, underpaid writer who would have never <laughs> been able to live in that You're apartment in New York. Good. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, she would have never been able to have the lifestyle she led on Absolutely. the show in real life. Yeah. So like that sucked. Yeah. And she had pretty unhealthy um, male relationships. And she had so many unhealthy male relationships. Yeah. I mean, she kept just getting the she runaround like from Mr. Swift Big. And, and then, yeah. you know, like, who, I, I I, think people think they want to be Carrie. But why would you want to be Carrie? No, I, I agree. I've always thought that, like, I don't, I don't like glamorize Carrie. I mean, her outfits were fun and good. I think it's that there's some aspect of every character that we can yes. all kind of relate to. Yes. Um, and some of us relate more than to... to one than the other. I'm trying to think which one you would like. I could relate you most to. Um, I kind of agree. Like all the different parts. Of There's them. different parts of all of them. Maybe yeah. They need to add another character that we can relate to more. They yeah, to, I mean, like, I they need to modernize it. I like, do think for sure they need to modernize it. I think one of the hard things I because I I was so obsessed with Sex and the City yeah, and, and the I love the movies mm-hmm. loved. But I think that if you try to relate that to your everyday lifestyle, like, first of all, those four women would never be friends in a, in a group of four friends. Yeah. Like, they don't, they just wouldn't. Unless That's, they all grew up together and, like, sure. stayed friends because that because of history. But remember, the early. story was that they all met in their early 20s. Yeah. And, like, it made, it, it really and, makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I love it for the show because I love the show. There's some flaws, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some <Yeah>. serious <laughs> plot flaws. Yeah. Um, but I am very excited, very excited for a, just something entertaining. Yeah, because I, know? I don't mind. I don't need Emily in Paris didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I kind of fell off that one. Kind of like the Sex in the City. So. Yeah, I, I don't want shows about girlfriends. Yes, I agree. I don't need shows to be realistic. I just like I do like kind of picking apart though how we would do it differently if yeah. we were in real life with yes. those people. Agreed. Yeah. So, but I like the entertainment. I'm excited about it. Okay. Did you? I don't think you've watched this yet, but Framing Britney Spears. No, but I, okay, so, I, people are going crazy over it. So Gabby texted media. me this week and said, you have to watch Framing Britney Spears. Okay. Her and her daughter sat down and watched it, you know, the night before or whatever. I immediately turned it on. Okay. It was wild. Why? Okay, so this is like really, like truly going on in Britney Spears' life, right? I mean, well. She's under uh She's under conservatorship. conservatorship. Okay. Um, and if you don't know what that means, it basically is like it, somebody in your family or your life has to deem you um, like incapable, incapable of taking care of your yeah. own life, your finances, your yeah. medical choices, your whatever it is. So her dad that she was very estranged from basically did this. When she had the psychotic break. When she kind of had her psychotic break. Yeah. Although when you watch 
Oh my gosh. When you watch the uh, footage of the psychotic break, I don't know how she didn't have a bigger psychotic break. Right. The paparazzi were so insane. Again, when I say that, I definitely don't blame that on No. No. And at the time, remember this is like back like- maybe it wasn't even a psychotic break. Maybe it was just a very human reaction to like a terrible- Seriously, when you watch this, you're going to be like- yeah. yeah. Uh, why? Of course she would react. I mean, it's yeah. so crazy. The, yeah. And this is back in 2007, and I'm not saying mental health wasn't a thing then, but it wasn't right. talked about as much right. back then. Yeah. And so they never gave her the grace of saying, we really need to watch out for mental health right now because things are getting a little bit crazy. Like she couldn't even, you know, I mean, you saw, it. We, we all saw it go down. She couldn't go, you know, to the gas station without people just bombarding her. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, hey, Brittany, we love you. It was like 500 people swarming her, not letting her car trying get to out. touch her body or like trying, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but what's really crazy is that this conservatorship happened when she had this mental break. And in reality, she should have just been allowed to like take a, take some time out and go go work on herself. She probably needed to go somewhere just to, to reset. To like and a mental health rehab. Totally. Yeah. And, and then she could emerge from it. But I think it was all too traumatic. And her dad t- basically took over. And so anyway, this conservatorship is still in place today. So all these years later, and apparently conservatorships are very hard to overturn. Yeah. So he is in charge of, you know, her, all of her finances, making any decision. So if, if he, if she like steps out of line, he can just like, he can just send her away to a mental hospital or he, he, he can make all of the calls for her. So she, and she has kids, right? Now? She has two boys. Yeah. Um, who she's lost custody of. That's right. Back okay. because of the whole. Yeah. Um, they were really little when that happened. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even her ex-husband, the father of her children, thinks that her father is like off his rocker and totally out of control. But it's been, but it's like, it's legal now that this, he, he has yeah. this conservative. Anyway, so there's this whole big thing of like free Britney and. Um, is she in the documentary? Like, does she talk? No. no. She apparently, they, they said that they said that they tried to contact her and they're not even sure if she got those messages. And this is like done by the New York Times. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's no way to touch, like not touch physically, but like touch her at this yeah. point because of the conservatorship. You are not like, no one's allowed to go to her. Everything has to go through her father. Isn't that crazy? Is somebody, that somebody could have that kind of control well, over your life? There's this whole like documentary on it. So but what's the like balance of power there so right that's the big question so they've apparently she's trying to hire a, a an attorney or i think she's got an attorney now to try to overturn this conservatorship yeah but when you've basically been deemed like incapable of running your life like it's very very hard in fact there was an expert on that was um interviewed who said they're ne- we have never seen one overturned never oh my gosh yeah wow that's and so the girl's crazy. like my age, I yeah. think, right? So can you imagine for the rest of your life having your father who apparently you don't even get along with? No. And they even had, there was an, a lawyer who who was working with him who actually wrote into the, her dad gets like 1.5% of all of her profits or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's massive. And and the lawyer wrote in and said, um, we, I would like a raise because she's making so much money now based on the on the tours that her dad's making her go do. That we should be able to get a raise. Like, what oh, is happening? You, you're not supposed to be making any money on the conservatorship. So, right. anyway, um, makes so you feel so she's just like a, a puppet. And like she's a, show. a puppet, yeah. and it's really questionable whether or not she's like trying to get messages out to people. She's not. No one's. No one can get to her. Apparently, does she have a relationship? 
like a boyfriend or she apparently does with somebody that her family keeps trying to file restraining orders against because they also think he's trying to get into the whole it's oh it's so messy It's so messy. I see all these like free Britney things. So there was this. So there's these two girls that started a podcast all about trying to free Britney. Really? <laughs> in LA. Oh and it's. I mean, it's not even funny. Like that's desperate. Yeah. It like of a situation it is. Yeah. But anyway, they um, they're they it's stay really, really on a bigger conversation about how messed up our mental health system is. And was, it's a massive conversation yeah. about it. Yeah. How we look at people who have um you know, who have periods of psychosis and like, what, what are the things that have caused that? Like I have a friend who, who I grew up with who had severe postpartum psychosis, sorry, um, prenatal. Okay. Well, it's confusing. She had three kids really close together. She was still pregnant or sorry, she was pregnant with her third child and still had a baby under one years old. Yeah. And have I told you this story? It was it was on. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. She. Oh yeah. You texted me. I I told you about. It. No, I'm just kidding. I love her dearly, and so I'm not like, and I'm I'm not going to say her name, but I'm sure she would openly talk about it because she's gotten the help she needs. But she had um, a psychotic break, and due to like the hormone shift, and ended up like running out in the street, jeopardizing her own life and her nine month old. I mean, her baby who was literally about to be born's life, um, trying to get hit by a car. And she, that is just, if you, that is not the person I ever knew yeah. her to be. She yeah. clearly had um, a, a, a psychotic break. And she ended up getting the help she needed. And now she's got these three beautiful kids, yep. very healthy life, very normal. So it goes to Like, I know I'm but oversimplifying this, but like, we're allowed to have moments. We and, are. You know, like, we are. If you had got cancer yeah. and overcame it, nobody yeah. would say yeah. you can no longer, like, so imagine if somebody, like, did a conservatorship over her. Right. That's that. So, so, yeah. and I don't know why it so bothered me that they kept referring to that day that she went in and shaved her head. Yeah. Remember this? And I was like, since when are we not just allowed to, like, shave our heads? Shave our heads. Maybe who, she, that was, like, a big Who F- cares? To, like, yes. Care it so was about all about her looks, looks like. and her, de- like, why does anybody care? If any other woman shaved their head, no. And like, in two thousand and seven, that was seen. That was seen as like a sign of being crazy. And yeah. now it would just be like, oh, whatever. She shaved her head. Yeah, like, and you're like, God, you have a really well shaved head. So I don't have that good of a shaved I head. I yeah. I would. I mean, I don't think I would. I could never shave my head, but only because my head shape couldn't pull it off. Yeah, I don't think I could either. <laughs> and my cheeks, my cheeks would look way too short. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Okay, but anyway, I highly recommend watching it. It's another one of those studies on people that I think is so like Hunter reminds me of talking about Tiger last week and like now this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the the craziness what? The dads. They're both dads. Oh, I know. The crazy dads. The crazy controlling dads. Yep. Yep. Um Anyway, I think I think it's for sure worth a watch because I always think that regardless of whether or not you're interested in like that celebrity or that storyline, I think understanding people more mm-hmm. is really the objective here and and showing people more yeah. empathy and kindness. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, you must. What else? Um, Those are two big ones. Okay, that was a, I watched okay. a lot this yeah, week. You, you, did. 
Your Honor is coming up with the last episode. I I'm freaking part out. Nine last okay, night. you'll be proud of me. The last episode so comes up this Sunday. I'm I'm absolutely freaking out. I have no idea where this is gonna go, and that alone is like got me on the edge this of my seat. Is crazy. Yeah. I mean, talk about the lengths you will go to to protect your child. Yeah. And I'm not sure you should go to those lengths. No, I don't even. I I'm like getting really fresh. I'm getting yeah. like angry at the yeah. main character. I mean, sometimes, like, yeah, anyway. And I, do you think, do you think the boy, the son, is, he seems so far removed, and I feel like the the dad's keeping it that way, obviously, for a very good reason. Do you think he's remorseful? Yeah, no, I'm questioning that, and so that's one of my issues with the whole, with the show, and maybe they're doing that on on purpose. purpose. But I'm very concerned that, um, that Adam, the kid who actually committed the crime, is not connected to it. I, uh, and I'm very bothered by it. I'm very bothered by it, and I'm very bothered by the fact that, like, he's yeah. There's a whole other thing I can't get. Yeah, like, but, I I need to see that kid like not eating, not sleeping, feeling terrible about yeah. what happened. I'm not seeing that at all. In fact, I'm seeing him kind of enjoying his his freedom, his freedom his and his so new relationship. And I'm very life. bothered by it. Yeah, it's weird. Which, you know, Your Honor, you need to check that. Yeah, real quick. And like, he's just like talk about like shielding his son and not making his son take any responsibility. Yeah. And instead, um, you know, applauding him for getting into the college he wants. I'm just, I'm, I'm very bothered by it. There's, there might be some sociopathic behavior on both sides. Totally. Like with, with the totally judge and the. Yeah. And what happened to the mom? That's another thing, which we'll find out next week. No, we know what happened to the mom. She got murdered, but do we know who murdered her? Yeah. Oh. Wait. Yeah, we know. Who? Wait, she was having an affair. Yeah, she was having an affair, but we still. She was having an affair with somebody like. Wait, what do you mean? We still don't know what. Trying to figure out who murdered her because that one detective is still working on the case. She's like, why didn't you tell me you knew she was having an affair? Oh, that's right. That's right. She's like, that could have helped. That could help us. And he's like, I can't deal with that right now because I've got this case. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. You guys are like, what the hell are you talking about? um, Just go watch it. You should. In real time, we're processing this. So that's a whole nother plot twist is who murdered his. Well, they only have one hour left. So I hate when they save everything for the one hour and then they don't even answer all the questions. That's going to really bother me. I know. (sighs) Okay, should we do favorite things? Um, Yeah. God, what are mine? Well, I'll go first. Okay, you go that's first. That's why I said it, because I really want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> because I haven't even told you about it. I told you okay. the name. But there, so we have our book club, of course, and we're going to be reading Untamed, yep. right? Um, I've read it. We've both read it before, but we're reading it again. So that's all going on. But I decided I wanted to start reading another book at the same time. So I started listening to this book called Push, um, like pushing a baby out. And that's actually what it's all about. Um, the 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 book is all about this mom who has a baby, and we hear, we learn her backstory, and we learn about um, her relationship with her her boyfriend, who then became their husband, and all they wanted was this baby, and they have this baby, and then you know we start to think maybe she has postpartum depression, or she does, and then all this crazy stuff starts to happen, but it does such a great job of like, then they start to tell the stories of the women who came before her. Her mom, this is right up your alley. So her up mom, my alley. Her grandma and the traumas they experienced mm. that kind of that as we know, like traumas passed down through generations, how it then affected her. So they weave in and out of like her her maternal 
mother and grandmother's story and back to hers and how it relates to her relationship with her daughter uh. and eventually her son. And I'm just going to sit. I don't want to give anything else away. But okay. there's also a really um, a mystery part to it, like where something um, where the daughter is not neurotypical, the daughter she has, mm. let's just put it that way. Um, and that was such a, a therapist word, <laughs> neurotypical. Neuro- okay, she's a little cray. Okay. Um, <laughs> not everybody who's not neuro. Okay, let me rephrase that. Not everybody who's um, neuro. Eight. What am I trying to say? Not neurotypical like, is crazy. Um, but this this girl one is. Is. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't want to give it away. Okay, I it's mean, so good. I it's one of those books where I just never wanted to stop listening, and I think wow. I read it. I listened in like three days, and I didn't call anybody back or text anybody back because anytime I had a free moment, yeah, I was it was one of those, which rarely happens. I love you know how much I love generational trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's such a weird statement. You know how much I love, but that. I'm so that should be like the tagline of this episode. You I'm so fascinated by generational tra- generational yeah. trauma because first of all, I feel like I understand and resonate with my own yes. generational trauma. Yes, you know my my mother's lost a child. My grandmother lost two children. One very tragically. Not that not that they're ever not tragic, right. but different situations. And so. Yes, there is generational trauma and I'm so fascinated by it because whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it's there. It's there. And it like uh, it affects us all, right? Yes, like, like you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, "Oh, whatever, that happened the generation before me." No, that is it is in your part, blood. It's in your yeah. blood. It's mm-hmm. like it is part of who you are. And so anyway, I'm I'm so fascinated by people who want to talk about it, and so I'm. I and, can't wait to to do and that. And I read think that it's book. like important to say, like, kind of like an example of here's why, because that always kind of confused me a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, I know the story's there, and so the story gets passed down. But when when you what what we mean is that when there has been trauma that's been repeated throughout a family, say like your mom lived. I'm using say say anybody's mom lost. Sorry, no, use up. my example. Okay, I mean, so yeah. Your um, your mom lost a sibling growing up, right? Yep. Her mom lost a child. So she had to grow she grew up with a mom who probably was, I'm imagining, like went through a lot of stuff with that, right? Yes. There was a lot of like emotional avoidance or things you didn't talk about, right? Hundred percent. So then automatically your mom as a young child had learned a, a different way to respond to emotion and difficult feeling than a child who didn't have that experience. Exactly. So even if she decided, even if she, that story, say she was two and she didn't remember her brother that much, which isn't the case. Yeah. Um, then it wouldn't, like, it's not that. It's that the way that her mom then responds to her differently because of the trauma her mom experienced informs the way that she goes on to, to like, Exactly. It life. shaped her. Yes. Whether or not in the moment it affected her. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my, my mom's, one of my grandmothers, uh, he was 12 years old. He was hit by a car and died. My mom was, um, I want to say like 18. No, I don't even know. Cause they, I think she was seven years older ish. Uh-huh. So she was off in college. So she age. was, yeah. so she wasn't at the home doing like the normal thing, but, but her mother then in very formative years of her being a young adult, right? Change the way that she would have related, responded to her, her, you know, and Mm -hmm. my mom got married a very young age. So I'm not sure how that played out in like 
my mother's wedding or having her own children or, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I say, I don't know. I know that it was, I know that it played a role. Like my mother, my grandmother's loss played a role in my mother's life. Of course. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother became a very, um, serious alcoholic Mm -hmm. after that Mm -hmm. loss and Mm -hmm. understandably, but the point is it then changed the experience that all of my grandmother's children had yeah. in that in that home, Which and then so then change it changes the way that yeah. they then relate to their children. Yeah, a hundred. So I, and I think it's I, any. This is why I say I'm so fascinated by generational trauma. Yes, I think it can feel really confusing to to people and and like what does that actually mean? And I think it's like a perfect example. Yeah. Yes. Because this is, I mean, obviously I hope most people don't have that same kind of, that same kind of generational trauma, but it's so easy to understand when you have really dramatic trauma, for example. So like, I remember even, I was just cleaning out um, my like trunk from being a kid, you know, it was like, yeah. yeah. So I found, I found this like, this, like I was telling you about this. I found this note for my mom when some, at some point I was having a hard time as a teenager and Mm -hmm. I'm sure I was impossible to talk to. So my mom wrote me a note and the note. So anyway, I just found these notes and one of the notes said something about how she was like, you know, gosh, I, I always thought that I was going to have such a great relationship, an easy relationship with my daughter because my mom was unavailable, unavailable, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Like unavailable emotionally. And by the way, before, um, uh, my grandmother's 12 year old son was hit and killed by a car. She had also lost another, she'd had a set of twins and she lost one of the twins. And so, so she'd already had trauma. Like my grandmother already had trauma and then she had a second set of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So I only say that because it explains more and more of why my mom had. So anyway, my mom wrote this letter that she was like, I just assumed that because I didn't have those things, we would have such an easy relationship in in hindsight we do have an easy relationship but i was a teenager and i was yeah, we were butting talk, heads and so a normal like right but it was but it, patch, but because right? i'm so fascinated by generational trauma when i was reading that note just yeah. a couple of weeks ago i was like huh so she my sweet mother just assumed that because she hadn't lost anything lost a child lost anything major in her life wasn't an alcoholic that we would just have an easy okay. relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's not mm-hmm. necessarily true either. You know, right. like, it's not just yeah. one or the other. No, that's so true. Although, obviously, you know, and, and, like, I'm not a teenager anymore, like, so we have a much easier relationship. Right, but I also just think like, how brave of your mom to, like, to, like, I know I'm being, like, but to, like, write that down in a note to her teenage daughter and be, like, hey, I'm sorry, we're, I don't know if it was, like, I'm sorry we're having a hard time connecting right now. I thought this would be easier. I thought this would be easier. Like, I'm going to, like, extend an olive, yeah. what, what do you yeah. say, an olive branch or whatever. Like, yeah, and don't you, you don't we all, so isn't that such a true statement? Like, don't we all think that if, if this, if X doesn't happen, Y will be so much easier. You know, right. like, we can we can make this a better situation. That's not necessarily true. No, because life throws stuff at us at all different angles. Yeah, I yeah. was also just being a moody teenager. Right. You know, like, yeah. and so it wasn't just going to be a cakewalk for right. my mom, apparently. Right, yeah, and, and maybe, like, she wasn't able to be a moody teenager because, like, there was no room and space for that. Yeah, or or also, <laughs> right, was or, attention if she was or maybe, yeah. or maybe my mom just thought that even just, not not being an alcoholic at the time would make it all better, but like you're still gonna have a teenager with yep. high emotions you're who still 
a million other things. A million other yeah. things. Anyway, so I cannot wait to read Push or listen to Push Mary, because you won't, I love this stuff. You won't be able to, I will not probably get phone calls or texts from you. For <laughs> you know, I, it's so good. And here's the thing too, like if you're, now that we're talking so much about generational trauma, if you, because I am so fascinated by it, but it also isn't like in any way... Um, uh, you know, oh God, a, a, fault or like, or, or like a death sentence to oh, your yeah, life. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it's, I'm so fascinated by it because I think it helps me understand why we do what we do, and which is like all I care about. Cycle. Like, and how so we break the cycle. At any given point, somebody in the family can decide, I'm going to stop this. Yeah. And here's how. Like, you and I have had a lot of kind of offline conversations about that too. Like, here's yeah. how I'm going to address this you know i'm going to get the help i need yeah i'm going to talk about this pattern this cycle and find other yeah. ways to deal with my emotions or i mean god we are so 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 lucky to be even though this time period feels so hard yeah and so challenging we are so lucky to not be the time period that our parents were raising like, us because like no one talked yeah no one shared their problems. No one lent an ear yeah. or, you know, sound advice. Everyone right. was just kind of like, okay, yeah, anyway, so. Out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Right? And like, so, like, I have no idea, like, how our parents made it through that or, I mean, also things like not having Instacart or right? I don't even know. <laughs> right. Or maybe but like freaking better off. We are it, so, so lucky to be in this time not, period. We're not talking about their mental health. Instacart. Yeah, for not having, yeah. Like the the less complicated way the world works. But I mean, I, you know, it's like all the things that we have today that are so much more forward than than what was happening when our parents were raising children. Like, I don't, I'm so shocked that my mom stayed sane. Yeah. Or that she got us to where we are because that shit that no one was talking about anything. Like, that wasn't welcomed. I mean, talk about, and talk about, um, spousal home support uh, talk about inequity <laughs> there right? how about some inequity there right you know? and also like you didn't complain about being a mom no that was the thing like and and when I say complain like you didn't even bring up anything hard about being a mother because no. that meant you were ungrateful right or that yeah. meant you were just like a I don't know a, a, a typical like I don't know whatever all these cliches out there all these like you know, women just seem to kind of like grin and bear it. Was, yeah, was seemingly the belief, and I think that's and they to did, shift. and they did grin and bear it. And I don't want that for our daughters. No, but but it's but it or is for us. <laughs> that is a generational um, trauma trauma that you have to actually stop. That so, is, like, that's I even love generational trauma. We probably all share a hundred percent. I love change. now that like my mom says all the time to me. She's like you are so lucky to have the support from Chad that you do at home. And this is like a woman, yeah. you know, saying to us today yeah. when we're still kind of complaining about the the ways yeah. in which they maybe fall so short of helping she's out. saying it supportively, not like, you're so lucky you shouldn't complain. I'm not. Yeah, no, no. That, she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine like your dad ever doing those things when right. I was. When, so she's like complimenting Yeah, that. she's like, yeah. this is so cool. I can't, I can't even imagine living Right. Like back in the day, it was just she did everything at home and he worked. Right. That's just so crazy. But also, reckon, I think life has gotten more complicated. I it's don't so think, much I'm more not complicated. Saying, like, things aren't like, emo- like things have always been hard emotionally. Like we've always had difficult experiences in life. But I think the complexity of like bank accounts and passwords and totally just the expectations of how fast we're living like that stuff has gotten harder where literally I think the whole point of like coming back to those articles was like it's unmanageable for one person it's It's gotten to be too much yeah it's gotten to be too much and 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 
moms are busting at the seams. And even like, in fact, just what you said, like Chad said the other day, he was like, can I do a, um, you know, an, an Instacart order or something. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. And then we got off the phone and then later I was like, Hey, what happened to Instacart? And he was like, I don't have your pass. I can't get into it. And I'm right. like, Oh my God. Yeah. Of course just, you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you don't. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the things like what happened the other day, we were going somewhere and Tony, like, he was like, Oh, did you grab the kids jackets? And I'm like, or no, we got there and he's like, Oh, you didn't bring their jackets. And I was like, did you bring their jackets? <laughs> And yes, I have a very, very supportive partner who yeah, you watches do. my kids when I'm at you do. work. But that doesn't negate. Watches my kids. <laughs> watches his own kids. Frick. Oh. oh, my God. Who is like... <laughs> I love it. You're like, I have this guy in my house who watches my kids sometimes. Sorry, Tony. I, you. I don't know if you listen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's those things that our mind is just constantly like yeah. spinning with things that yeah. we need to remember. And maybe they need to, like, take the shoulder a, a little bit more of the responsibility. I think it's also us. I mean, I'll be honest letting with you. <laughs> it's letting go of some. Like, there have been plenty of times when Chad has been like, I got it today. Like, we're going over to his parents' house. He's going to pack the diaper bag. He's going to pack recent whatever, blah, blah. And we get there and, like, 14 you know, things are missing. Yeah. And it's okay. I don't know. But I'm just like, oh, like, how could you have forgotten this, right. this, this, and this? Right. But, like, really? At the end of the day, they're going to Kids are fine. I agree. I think it's both those things. So I think it's both of the things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know, what are we going to do? Okay, right. let's wrap up with some good news. Oh, you guys. We got an email that our kids potentially, most likely, get to go back to school. It's a hybrid model. We'll say that. But yeah, still. wait. Don't don't ruin know, the announcement. Not, with okay, okay, okay. But... <laughs> Don't ruin the announcement with the details. Too bad if their kids are out of school, like don't be um, too And I also was thinking as I was actually coming over here that there might be some parents or a lot of parents who don't want their kids to go back to school or aren't comfortable with it. And I think that's fantastic yeah. for you too. I think everyone always, always in every situation needs to do what's best for their family. For our family, it's going to be great to go back to school. Yeah. And so I'm just There's so thrilled. There's going to be 100% distance learning option. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's going to be a lot for these teachers to manage. And I really, um, I know, I, my hope is that um, they'll really get their act together, make sure that all these teachers are vaccinated. That's kind of part of the plan. Yeah. Um, but just making it easy enough for the teachers. And, um, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the joy in my girl's eyes and, and in Lisa's eyes to walk in yep. and, like, see their classroom in real life and meet their teacher in real life. Did you tell your girls? I told them, yeah. So what was their reaction? I It was like, it's almost like, I think Alex was more excited. Mia was just like, oh, cool. Because I don't think she really believed yeah. it until she, kids are very like, they can't believe. They're kind of more literal. Yeah. So yeah. when they see it, they'll, they'll be excited. Right now, it seems far away and like something she can't quite imagine. It was funny. So Reese has been in preschool since she was two. And so she's been to school yeah. plenty, but she has not gotten to go to TK at all. You know, like the whole nor like regular public school system. Yeah. And so I told her, I'm like, hey, there's a chance. There's a really good chance you're going to get to go back to school. And she was like, what does that even mean? Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so girl. Cute. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, like you could like go to the classroom with your classmates and your teacher and like be well, in school. And yeah. she was like, I don't, she was like, it was cute. She was like, I don't even understand what you're saying right now. Like, yeah. 
Like, is that, are, are you sure? Right. Are you? I think that's kind of Alex is like, well, what is this going to look like? Yeah. The thing with Alex is she did do drop off with me at kindergarten last year. Yes. I got to see what the kindergarten classroom looks like. Yeah. But I could see Reese like having no way to. But I will that. say like my whole thing, like back in the fall, I was like, I do not want my kid going to school with a mask on. I'd rather just did wait until that? this is all done. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny the things you said? Yes. So and now I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> She'll wear three masks. How many masks do you need her I to wear? Like it's that in the beginning. Yeah. What? Like has our bar lowered oh, or God. what? <laughs> yeah. Like um, real quick, Tony and I were watching this show um, below deck. We watched it together and it was at the beginning of COVID. So like they're filming in March and they're like, there's this thing going around and you know, they were saying like the most like crazy things. Like this person got sick on the boat and they were like right up in her face, like no mask. And I was like, Oh my gosh, protect yourself. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that was only less than a year ago. And things were so different. Things were so different. So different. So yeah. I even walked into target today, admittedly. So keep in mind, like, give me some grace here. I don't go out very often, yeah. but I, wa- I went to target today real quick to grab some things. And, um, as I was putting my mask on and getting out of the car, I was like, I got out of the, so I put my mask on, I get out of the car and I was like, I'm just not, I'm still not used to this. Like, I think it's so crazy that we're walking in, like we're on freaking Handmaid's Tale. And just like the, the disconnection, like there's no chance down, walking down an aisle, I can even smile at anybody. Like I have just never connected yeah. with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I of course do it, of course, for the safety of everybody, but like I, well, like, oh. all I can think of, I'm smiling at you, but you can't see. All yeah. you can see is the wrinkles around my eyes smiling Seriously, <laughs> and I hope I hope that you can recognize that that's me smiling. Like, yeah, I don't okay. even wrinkles know if you can. Because they're showing people yeah. emotions. Huh. Let's hope. Yeah. But anyway, it's just, I've, I'm still, I'm just not there. I'm just Grace not there. You. Yeah. she's yeah. She FaceTimes me a lot. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Did when you I'm, hear... Oh, well, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. When Mia FaceTimed me when I was getting my pedicure. Oh, yes. Me out. I was trying to sneak out. That happened to me. Yeah. That happened to me. Remember? Um, and I and I even, um, Reese FaceTimed me and I put the phone so, so far up to my face that she couldn't see anything yeah. around me. And she immediately, I was Knew. like, hey, Reese. And she was like, are you at the nail salon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got to go. Yeah. Oh, my God. You caught me. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my goodness. All right, let's go get a glass of wine. Yeah, let's get a glass of wine. All right. Cheers, ladies. Yes, we will chat soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at heybabe.mk so we can keep the conversations from this podcast going, give you a preview of our imperfect and very real lives. Did we mention we have six kids, six and under between us? And be the first to find out about our fun events and offerings.